kia noho te riki kia koto. Ko te rongo pai no te puka puka aruka. Two of the disciples of Jesus were on their way to a village called Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking together about all that had happened. Now as they talked this over, Jesus himself came up and walked by their side. But something prevented them from recognising him. He said to them, What matters are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped short, their faces downcast. Then one of them, called Cleopas, answered him, You must be the only person staying in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have been happening here these last few days. What things, he asked. All about Jesus of Nazareth, they answered, who proved he was a great prophet by the things he said and did in the sight of God and of the whole people, and how our chief priests and our leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death and had him crucified. Our own hope had been that he would be the one to set Israel free. And this is not all. Two whole days have gone by since it all happened, and some women from our group have astounded us. They went to the tomb in the early morning, and when they did not find the body, they came back to tell us they had seen a vision of angels who declared he was alive. Some of our friends went to the tomb and found everything exactly as the woman had reported. But of him they saw nothing. Then he said to them, You fools, so slow to believe the full message of the prophets. Was it not ordained that the Christ should suffer and so enter into his glory? Then starting with Moses And going through all the prophets, he explained to them the passages throughout the scriptures that were about himself. When they drew near to the village to which they were going, he made as if to go on, but they pressed him to stay with them. It's nearly evening, they said, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. Now while he was with them at table, he took the bread and said the blessing. Then he broke it and handed it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognised him, but he had vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us as he talked to us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? They set out that instant and returned to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven assembled together with their companions who said to them, Yes, it is true, 
The Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then they told their story of what had happened on the road and how they had recognised him at the breaking of bread. Ko te rongo pai a te riki. So our gospel reading came from St. Luke tonight and also the first reading because St. Luke is the author of the Acts of the Apostles. And in both Luke's works, the gospel and the Acts of the Apostles, there's a, a theme of, of hikoi, of journey. And the, the gospel, it's the journey to Jerusalem. The whole gospel of St. Luke is, is moving towards the cross. And Jesus, you know, in the very midway point, sets his eyes resolutely on Jerusalem. And, and everything then is on the, the hikoi, up to Jerusalem. So we've got, after the, the uh, death on the cross here, we've got this little bit of resurrection, um, and Jesus being with the disciples until his ascension. And then... Picking up from the Ascension, he starts his second book, the Acts of the Apostles. And that's all about a hikoi as well. It's ultimately about the hikoi that St. Paul would make to Rome, where he would be martyred. But it's, it's the, the, the hikoi, the journey of the early church. And in particular, the thing to really look at is that Jesus is there on the hikoi with them. And that's what tonight's gospel is about, isn't it? You know, the journey to Emmaus. You know, they're on a hikoi. And it wasn't a very happy hikoi. You know, they feel as if they'd been cheated. They thought Jesus was going to be the one to set them free. And, um, and it all ended rather nastily on a Roman cross. And they just couldn't get their head around the fact that the woman had said, we've seen a vision of angels and he's risen. And it's not surprising either, really, is it? You know, I mean, is that the sort of thing you would believe? And that's really what it comes down to with faith, doesn't it? It really is a journey a hikoi. And some of us are aware of that presence of the Lord on the hikoi with us. But often in our, in our whanau, in our community of friends, there are people that haven't got there yet. And yet, whether they're aware of it or not, the Lord is there. And the Lord's talking to them. You know, that's what was happening on that hikoi to Emmaus that day, even though they didn't notice. The Lord opens our eyes in our own good time. The psalm tonight I thought was really beautiful. The response, Lord, you will show us the path of life. You will map out the hikoi for us of life.
you know, and I will bless the Lord who gives me counsel. You know, it's that that image of Jesus walking with us and talking with us, who even at night directs my heart. Now, I don't know about you, but I often lie awake at night worrying. But often also, the best insights come in the middle of the night. The Lord sort of opening things up to us as we as we work away at them. And again, that's the experience of those two disciples. They're working away at this issue. They're working away at it as they talk to the stranger, not realizing it's Jesus. And so my heart rejoices. I keep the Lord ever in my sight, the psalm says, since he is at my right hand, I shall stand firm. I think when whenever we're on a hikoi with somebody, you know, we just don't do it in silence, eh? We, we're chatting all the time. We're having the kōrero, you know, just as those disciples were with Jesus. And he was having the kōrero with them. And I think for us on our journey of life, that's what we've got to be like as well. Always chatting to the Lord. Oh, Lord, I'm worried about the, the mokus at the moment, you know? They're just out of control, you know? I don't know what their parents are doing, you know? All those sorts of things that, you know, that we notice, you know? The tamariki, oh Lord, they're just so wonderful. Thank you for them. You know, when we see the beautiful, the beauty of the creation around us, wow, Lord, this is amazing. But chatting to the Lord, and he will chat to us. But it's about having that disposition, that that willingness to to come out of that space just where we're locked in with our own stuff, but to start to give it to him, to talk to him. And it's when we do that, life becomes a lot easier. I don't know if you've experienced that when you're going out for a walk or you're going for, you know, hikoi and the, the waka, and, uh, you know, you've got other people in the car with you or somebody on the road with you as you're walking, it goes a lot faster when you chat, doesn't it? You know, and you think, oh, I'm here already. And that's the same in our, in our faith life. You know, we keep it simple. Jesus just wants us to walk and talk with us, with him, as he walks and talks with us. And then the other thing about that gospel, he wants us to invite him into our body, you know, Come and stay with us, Lord. Bless us with your presence. Be with us. Share a meal with us. And I think the more that we sort of like invite the Lord into the ordinary everyday moments of our lives, the more he will transform us on the hikoi of our life journey. The disciples going to Emmaus or going there with heavy hearts. But when they recognised the Lord, their hearts were burning. And that's what he wants to do to you and I, to set our hearts on fire with his love so that we might share our faith with others so that we, they too can share our joy and share his joy. In this Easter season, 
we look to the example of the apostles who, discovering the Christ, shared the Christ. And that's the example for you and I.